When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, there's been a couple of days in between podcasts, just a couple of things at Whisperer HQ that have been changed around. Followers of the Instagram know that I did get a new PC, new entire office setup for the season. I uh, just thought if we're going to be putting out a lot of podcasts for you guys, then uh, we need to upgrade the studio settings. So uh, apologies for the delay in the last couple of days with no podcast. We'll get back to the one to watch series uh, very, very shortly. But today, I just wanted to uh, react to the reigning Supercoach champion of 2020, Joe Nadaf's. He's revealed his team for the 2021 season. For spoilers, Daily Telegraph have said this is a strong side. <sighs> I don't particularly agree. I mean, obviously the bloke did well last year, won a fair bit of controversy surrounding the win with allegations of multiple teams being made. Now, obviously, uh, that is against terms and conditions. Obviously, Supercoach uh, and the Daily Telegraph cleared him of any wrongdoing, but there's always going to be um, some questions around that. But today, I thought we'd jump in, react to his team, just as we've done for everyone else. And I'm reacting to all you guys as well that are emailing me, uh, sorry, all you guys that are DMing me your team. So I'm definitely doing those still. Uh, but these more prominent figures, you guys definitely enjoy seeing uh, my reaction to them. So let's get straight into it. Now, up top, he has gone with Damien Cook. Now, I've said before that I'm not too sure where Cook sort of lies. In 2021, it's a lot of money. It's it's 621k. I think the bloke will be definitely one or two in terms of averages coming into the year. But you guys know my strategy. I'm going with two cheapies this year just to sort of save some cash and go elsewhere. It's probably going to burn me, but if it works out the way I expect it to, then I definitely can see the upside in it. But he's run with Cook. Safe option. Set and forget with him, but uh, yeah, I think there's better places to spend money on Cook. It's not a not a slide against Joe, but I've said this in all my team reviews. Uh, he's gone with Jacob Little too. Now, I was very, very high on Little, uh, obviously before the news of Dane Laurie moving. Now, where does this see Moses and Bai play? Does he move from fullback to, to hooker? I don't think so. I think the Tigers need a natural nine. And I understand that Mbai is the, one of the club leaders there, but you've, you've got a really promising batch of hookers coming through in Simkin and Little. Uh, I'd hate to see that diminish with putting Mbai at nine. So the minutes might be a little bit of an issue, but I still think Little will start, and I still think he's a good pickup. Now, in the front row, he has gone with David Clemmer at 592,200. This is the first time I've seen Clemmer in one of these uh, sides, so... I'll give my quick thoughts. I'm I'm worried about Newcastle this year. They looked on the up. They looked like uh, genuine top four contenders. But this whole debacle with the leadership spill thing and, and Clemmer not being named as a leader, it's kind of throwing me off. Unless Clemmer has requested not to become a leader in this side, then I don't know why uh, he hasn't been made 
in that leadership group, it's just, it's weird, Newcastle. Like, obviously there's reports that there's people falling out behind um, behind the, the closed doors and just, yeah, Newcastle in a weird position this year. I, I'm not too sure. I could definitely see them slipping out of the top eight and someone like the Titans moving in, but Clemmer, we know how consistent he can be when he's on his game. Um, not being picked for Origin last year, it's probably pissed him off and, and obviously his owners are hoping that it fires in for a big year, but yeah, just just weird in my eyes. Um, he has gone with a similar strategy to myself. He's gone one gun and, and sort of a lot of cheapies. His next starting front row is Jack Hetherington. Now, um, Luke Thompson will be out for four weeks. So that should solidify that uh, prop spot for Jack Hetherington. And Panthers today proposed an offer to take Napa away from the Bulldogs, which the Bulldogs did turn down. Now, I can see pros and cons for both of that. Uh, obviously, the, the Bulldogs are still high on Napa and keeping him in that front row. They are a little bit thin there, um, but I do see Hetherington starting. And, um, yeah, especially for the first four weeks, he's going to make you some good coin. He might move back to the bench. He'll still pick up solid minutes. Uh, he's going to be similar to a Jermaine Tenor Brown last year, I think. He'll just be a really slow burn. That um, It's a safe sort of 40 to 50 points a week off the bench. Uh, next, he's gone with Eddie Blacker at 186k now. Um, a lot of departures from the Dragons, which might see Blacker get some minutes, but I'm not too sold on on him getting the minutes that people think they will. Now, obviously, they've got Daniel Alvaro that has come into the side too. I expect uh, Sims and Ford to be the back row. I expect Laurie to be lock. Um, Jackson Bird is apparently... Sorry, Jack Bird is apparently coming in to play second row once his body sort of adjusts to the speed of the NRL. So that might see uh, Ford push to lock and Laurie onto the bench. But um, the front row rotation is probably going to be something like Alvaro and... Paul Vaughan if he can get back to form but look Eddie Blacker if he gets a bench spot at 186k there is worse options um, but he has gone with another 186k option in Stefano and Toy Makau now I've said enough about him I think he if he gets decent game time he's going to be one of the buys of the year I don't think he'll start but with an aging James Tamu um, I definitely can see Stefano picking up some good minutes we know what he can do we didn't see a full Stefano at the Eels but definitely can see him having a great year. Now, second row, I don't really... I don't like the play from him here. He's gone with uh, Ryan Madison and Jason Tamalolo as his sole two guns. Now, obviously what I say isn't gospel, but um, I've managed to squeeze four guns into my side, sometimes three. It depends on sort of what I'm thinking on the day, whether I rotate them. But only having two and having no Angus Crichton is a big worry for me. I think Crichton is one of the first picked... Um, in most people's side, I would think. I mean, I think he's going to be exceptional with no board co- with no Boyd Cordner. But look, Maddo's a safe pair of hands, and so is Tamalolo. Um, I prefer Tamalolo over Madison, so I would probably switch Maddo out for Crichton. But like I said, he won last year. He he he, he obviously uh, knows what he's doing. Just giving my two cents, but. His next, uh, his next couple options are all cheap. He's Jordan Ricky. We expect to start at the Broncos. Don't mind this pick at all. I think he's in a lot of teams, which is fine. Ryan James. Now, I think Ryan James really comes down to the Corey Harawiranaro situation and Corey Horsburgh. Now, if they both get significant game time off, I don't think it's been announced if they have been suspended, but if they are having significant time on the sideline, then Ryan James becomes a big bolter. But, um, yeah, look, I was hiring him at the start of the preseason, but looking deeper into their rotation, I'm not overly sold. And then on his bench, he's got just two fillers. He's got 
Um, Jackson Tapine and Ben Trevojevic. Now, I've always said from day one, your bench players, you want to be getting maximum cash out of. Now, I think in the early rounds, you've just got to chase that cash rather than the points. Like You've got to be filling your team out with guys that are going to play that are going to make you money. So I'm not too sure. Even he has said for the top line that he'll get a start eventually in 2021, but I don't think eventually is good enough for round one. I've said to you guys all along that uh, I generally think you've got to have all your guys playing. If you are so set on having enough, then I understand, but only have one, not not multiple. And Ben Trevojevic, obviously, yes, a, a really prominent name in the Supercoach world, but needs to get a start, and I don't think he will with the second row depth that Manly have. Our halfbacks has gone Nathan Cleary. No surprises here. First picked for me as well, so no no qualms about this. But he's gone with Jaden Sullivan. Now, uh, I like Jaden Sullivan after the Corey Norman um, saga went on, but it's been announced that he won't be losing any game time, so I think Jaden Sullivan will be behind Adam Clune, um for the significant future. So another placeholder here that I don't understand why it's there. So... Like, I, I'm going to keep re- reiterating to you guys, and when you send me your teams, I think you need to be having uh, all, your, all your bench guys play. You've just got to collect the cash while you can. Look to start nothing people out later on, but in the early stages, to get you far enough in the in the game, you need to have good bench options. 5-8th, he has gone with one of the two guys that I think you have to start with uh, between Cam Munster and Cody Walker. He has gone Cody Walker. Uh, in terms of my half, my five eighth depth, he is second on that list. But um, don't begrudge the pick at all. Averaged two scores below fifty all year last year. I think Souths are going to go a long way. Uh, I generally think that he will be a big focal point of that attack. Um, what worries me though is he played his best footy last year and got seventy four, and he's not getting any younger. So my only qualms are Walker, but otherwise, yeah, great great pickup. You've got to have one of those two, I think. And the next man in his five eighth is Anthony Milford. Now, obviously, the broken hand saga. He is racing the clock for round one. We know what Milf can do in his prime. But, uh, look, I think if, you, if you're stuck between Moylan and Milf, I would go Milf just because we know the consistency that he's going to put out. Um, we know that he will probably get a more reliable score than Moylan. Obviously, Moylan can go huge, but he could also break down. So, don't mind the pick of Milf. Uh, I'm running two gun five-eighths myself, but understand the philosophy and going cheaper. Now... The center wings are interesting. He's gone David Nofaluma. Now, you guys know that I think Nofaluma is a huge trap without Benji Marshall, and I'm really concerned about his output this year. His base wasn't overly fantastic. It was 33. Um, and yeah, that's great, but it's it's not great for a guy that cost nearly 700k. Had a career year last year at the Tigers. Scored his most tries ever, and I, I don't think that's going to be replicated. I think the Tigers without Benji Marshall will really struggle to put on points. So, not overly sold on the David Nofaluma pick, I think, for 670k. I'd much rather have someone like Angus Crichton week in, week out, personally. He has gone with Valentine Hones, the second uh, center wing. Now, I don't mind this. I've said all along I'm going cheap in my center wings, but if you guys are going to go big in one of them, I I, I will say it's Valentine Hones, just from the sheer fact that uh, he will goal kick his dual position fullback. I think the Cowboys are going to improve offensively with Todd Payton in the building. I think Holmes is better for the year in his under his legs. Um, so if you're going to go an expensive center wing... I do like the pick of Holmes. He has gone Charlie Staines. Obviously, we know what the try swing record he put on last year, but for Staines owners, I really hope that Cleary gets into his head and says, we need to get the workload out of you that Mansour gave us. So hopefully the base picks up. We know what he can do, but he'll be on the right edge from all reports with Toto on the left. So ball won't be going as much down his way, but uh, I still think he can make owners some good cash. 
Bailey Simonson's another one. Uh, definitely think that it's a good pickup at 205k. Will make uh, will make owners money. He just needs those attacking stats. Um, struggles in base, but yeah, we need we need those attacking stats from Bailey. A man that he's picked is Billy Smith, and this is one of the few sides I have seen with Billy Smith. We know that he was probably one of the picks of the year last year before he had injuries, and Josh Morris came into the building. Josh Morris isn't getting any younger, I understand that, but I don't see Billy Smith being named at centre to start the year. Um, I think this is another placeholder pick that's just too much money sitting on the bench for someone that's not playing. His last two set of wing spots are Jason Saab and Joseph Sawali. Now, I'm high on Saab, I think he'll get the start. I think he might even hold the wing position over to Afua um, when he comes back. But Joseph Sawali, I've said this time and time again, I don't see him playing. I don't see him making money. I think he's just going to be blooded into this Rooster system um, with very limited game time, if any at all, this year. I, he might get some game time during Origin if Joseph Manu moves back to fullback while Tedesco's out. But um, you've, just got, you've got Billy Smith there as well, another guy in the pecking order, so... I don't really understand these two picks with Smith and Suwali because they're both in the depth charts on the same team for probably the same position in all honesty that that, uh, center spot for takeover from Josh Morris. And fullbacks, he has gone James Tedesco and Matt Moylan. Now, I'm not sure if this is his final team. Um, I have spoken to guys that have done teams for the Telegraph and it's not their actual team, so uh, I don't understand this from a previous winner. This is probably one of... I'll come out and say this is one of the worst sides I've seen that I've reviewed in all honesty. Um, no two ways to beat around it. You've got to have two gun fullbacks in my opinion. Look, come the end of the year, if uh, if Joe is ahead of me in the rankings, I will, I'll wear it. I'll look like an absolute dickhead. But yeah, I'm not, not a huge fan of this team in all honesty. And I really hope he fixes up before round one. But that's it for me, guys. And keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.